First Timothy chapter 6. Go there with me in the word of God, would you? I hope you have a Bible near you, one you can flip through, one you can look on, you can pull up. You pull up the Bible on your phone, turn it on, do not disturb. So, so you don't get a text in the middle, an update, friend request, a phone call. You want God to have your undivided attention. Now let's read for context from verse 10, and then I'll read several verses. We'll take a couple weeks, give us three steps for this theme. For the love of money is the root of all evil. That'd be a good place to grunt. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Which while some coveted after. They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Now look at verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Our theme is fight the good fight. Say it with me. Fight the good fight. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Let the church say amen. Our Father, we pray you add thy blessing to the reading of your word for it is already blessed. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Do what you do. Help us not to get so pumped up for the songs that we don't enjoy the scriptures. Bind the forces of Satan, put a hedge of protection about this place, may in no way hinder the work of the Holy Ghost of God. If somebody in the building doesn't know Jesus, somebody tuning in, is outside of the grace of God. Might today that be the day that one comes to a saving knowledge of the truth. We love you, we bless you, we magnify you, we praise you, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Last week we established that this is a letter from the Apostle Paul to his son in the faith, Timothy. This young man who had become endeared to him. He'd been raised by a mother and a grandmother who taught him the scriptures. He had a father who was not a Jew that the scripture seems to imply didn't teach him the truth. By the way, we are watching a number of children in this generation grow up fatherless. It's one of the biggest burdens of my heart to be there for young men, particularly who don't have a father. It's hard to reproduce something you've never seen. But I want to tell you, Timothy is a good example of a young man whose daddy didn't teach him right, but he had a mama and a grandmama, and God brought a spiritual father in his life. Listen, God said, when your father and mother forsake you, the Lord will lift you up. He'll be a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless. He'll be a friend to the friendless. Aren't you glad when there's a gap, there's a hole, there's a void, there's a need that God knows how to fill it? Somebody say amen. So Paul did that for Timothy instructed him, trained him, mentored him, invested in him. The happiest people I know are the people who are pouring their lives into somebody else. And the most disgruntled ones are the ones who are only thinking about themselves. Paul was not that way. 
And so now he's writing to Timothy because Timothy is a young pastor experiencing leadership and the reins of authority that he never envisioned he himself would experience. He's doing it as a young man in a world that seems bigger than he is. There's a lot of pressure. There are a lot of things going on that could pull him away and distract him from the course that God has for him. So Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 12, fight the good fight. This good fight of faith. This, this fight that we're talking about is not in, in the context of combat, but contending. He is not on an arena. Uh, he is, if he's not in an arena of combat, he's in an athletic competition. This was a picture of being on the field when they were contesting as one that was going up for a prize. He says, Timothy, contend, compete. He says, engage yourself. Get off the bench. Get off the bleachers. Get in the game. Check in. Foul somebody. Shoot something. Pass something. Defend somebody. But for heaven's sake, in these times, there is no time for spectators. Fight the good fight. And so the challenge to all of us in 2023 is to fight the good fight. I'm saying to every member, every man, woman, boy, or girl, get off the bench, get off the bleachers, get in the game, do something, get in the play, make yourself known, foul somebody, shoot something, get up and down the floor, hustle, get on the floor, dive for the ball, do something, get in the game. Jesus is coming back soon. The devil knows that he had for a short time. The flesh is altogether wicked and the devil is not getting any better. Those of us that are alive by the the grace of God. And if you're alive, it's by the grace of God. He woke you up this morning, started you on your way. He's the one got food on your table, clothes over your, on your back and a roof over your head. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. If you're here today, it's because of his, his mercies that we're not consumed. It's not because someone else would wreck us. If not for the mercy of God, we'd wreck our own lives. But God is protecting us from, our, from ourselves. Not that we can make a scene for ourselves or a name for ourselves, but we can get in the game and do something for God. Many in 2022 were alive by the grace of God. They were provided for. They were supplied for. They had their health sustained. Yet they used that health and those provisions to do something that wasn't helpful. They ran people down. They argued with the wrong people. They engaged in the wrong kinds of fights. They wasted time battling with people who ain't going to change. I was listening to somebody yesterday say, stop giving advice to people that don't want it. They ain't going to do nothing with them. Sometimes you got to watch people run into a wall so they'll wake up. Amen. Talk to somebody who wants to hear. Stop fighting with people who don't agree with you, arguing with people who ain't going to change, trying to convince know-it-alls they need to do right, trying to reason with a fool. Fools don't think logically. Instead, get off of that battle on the sidelines and check in the game and do something for God. Contend for the faith, the faith once delivered, the once delivered body of doctrines of the word of God, the Bible. There's nothing better than the Bible, not the Constitution, not the Bill of Rights, not some charter, not some church covenant. I'm talking about the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Listen, when a world makes a new definition of marriage, when a world says that life does not begin at conception, when a world says that immorality is no big deal, when the world says that what they say supersedes what God says, that is a personal attack on the Bible. You may not be a preacher, you may not be a deacon, you may not be an evangelist, you may not be a missionary, but if you are a child of God, saved by the grace of God, get in the game and fight. Now, this morning for a few minutes, if everybody knows they should do it, who in the world that plays basketball wouldn't want to get in the game? 
I, used to, I coached basketball for a number of years. It was always a, a bad sign for me when I looked down the bench and looked at a guy and said, come check in. No, coach, I don't want to come. What are you doing here? Why did you wash that pretty uniform for it to look as pretty when the game is over that it was when you started? Why, why are you on the football, football sideline if you don't want to be in the game? My uh, son Kobe had a game on, on Friday night, and it's a good game. We rode all the way out to Winchester. We were, we were watching it, and, and uh, he was a little winded. He has, he has asthma, so he looked at the coach. coach said, coach said, you need a break? And he said, yes, he said, all right, sit down. I said to my wife, I never told the coach I needed a break. <laughs> I didn't have asthma. But uh, so he's sitting down on the bench and the coach is walking. And, and, and you know, the guy they put in to replace him. <laughs> this is how you know people don't think much about you. When after they say something to you, they say this, bless your heart. The guy, the guy they put in to replace him, bless his heart. So I said, Kobe, tell the coach you're ready to go back in. That's what you got to do. And right when I said that, the coach turned around and said, Kobe, let me know when you're ready to go back in. <laughs> you, you, know what I, you know what irks me? That there are Christian people with the Holy Ghost inside of them. They're sitting on the bench and don't want to let the coach know they're ready to go back in. The world, you what in the world you got the Holy Ghost inside of you and you ain't ready to go back in. You got a copy of the Bible that you can read and let the Holy Ghost enlighten you, and you don't ready to go. What it's a waste of the Holy Spirit inside of you if you ain't gonna use it. I got the power and I'm not gonna use it. Listen to me. Somebody needs to bang on the door of heaven and say, there's a game out there, God. You're coaching the game. We've already won. We can't lose with you. We're more than conquerors through him that loves us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ which trendeth in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All things work together for good to them to love God to them who are called according to his purpose for whom he did for no he also did predestinate to become to conform to the image of his son that he might be firstborn among many brothers somebody's got to realize I'm on the winning side Jesus already died was buried and rose again I not am I'm, I'm not only not going to lose I can't lose I've already won if he won if I'm going to heaven if the story's already been settled if the Bible's already been written if the battle has already been won somebody got to knock on heaven door and say, if there's a game going out there, coach, put me in. Now, some people don't want to do that. I'll tell you why. Here's point number one, and this is all we'll touch today. If you're going to be in the game and serve God, if you're going to fight the good fight, say it with me, fight the good fight. Say it again, fight the good You, you got to continue. You got to compete. You got to compete. Now, there's some games going to be played today on the football field, and most people think, what's the use of playing them? There's one good team and a sorry team. You know what we found out a lot of times? That's why we play the game. Sometimes the team you think sorry is the one that wins. The team you think good lays an egg. That's why we play the game. And see, the world's got some of you convinced. Ain't no use in playing. We're going to lose. Play the game. 
God been winning battles that people thought they were going they were going to beat us with a long time. Here it is. You're going to fight the good fight. Number one, you must purposely flee certain vices. Well, I just pastor pray for me. I need to get back in the game. I need to get back in the game. I, I just feel like I'm out the game. I'm I'm off my game. I'll tell you why you're not on the right game. Because you're in the wrong one. You can't play two games at once. Say, Pastor, is that what? And the Bible puts it this way. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. No man can serve two masters. He will love one and hate the other. You cannot serve God and... You cannot serve God and mammon. It's not amazing that Jesus says that in that chapter. And mammon is what he's talking about to Timothy right here in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Here it is. The reason why many people are not fighting the good fight because they are too busy chasing mammon. Mammon is another word for materialism. Flee. Flee. Look at the passage, please. Line upon line, precept upon precept, verse number 11, thou man of God, O man of God, flee these things. Now, the things are not after the verse. The things were mentioned before the verse. So in order to identify the things, we have to go back to the verses before it to find out what in the world Paul was telling Timothy, flee. Verse 10, the love of money is the root of all evil. Flee certain vices. See, see there's a materialistic root that's identified. The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. I said last week, the problem is not when you have money. The problem is when money has you. There's a materialistic root that must be fled. I think sometimes we look at passages like this and think, I don't have to worry about this. Because this is an admonishment against rich people. And since I'm not rich, he ain't talking to me. That's what a lot of people think. He said the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say rich people are all wicked. See, see, you don't have to catch money to fall into sin. You just have to chase it. You can be broke and wicked. But it could be your desire for riches while you are broke take you into sin, although you never get the riches. Some people are just built to hustle. Preach, pastor. Every, every time they see something that resembles green, their eyes get big. They want everything they see. They, they chase everything. That's, watch this now. They run after it even when they don't need it. They take stuff that they already have. They ask for more when they don't even have nowhere to put it. They ate a bunch. They're full. They're stuffed. They can hardly walk, yet they're asking for aluminum foil. <laughs> they're greedy. Greedy. And this is the greed that Paul is challenging Timothy about. Got to have it. 
gotta have it, gotta have it. The love of money, the love of money, the materialistic root, it, it manifests itself in a carnal obsession. He didn't say money, he said the love of money. It's I'm obsessed with it. I see it, I, I, and I see it, and I, I have to take it. Now God is going to take Israel towards where he's leading them. And Joshua is leading the people of Israel and they're marching with God on their side. The pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night that God used to lead them when Moses was leading. He, he'd taken them through seen and unseen dangers. And now Joshua and the folks are getting ready to battle and the city they're battling is a small city that should not require a full force. It's AI, AI, AI. It's the city. And so Joshua delegates a contingency of soldiers to fight. And little Ai whoops Israel. What is wrong? How does little city beat us? Joshua, there's sin in the camp. Sin in the camp. What, what, what do you mean? Somebody sinned. There's a man in the camp by the name of Achan. And Achan is in the middle of engaging in what he's supposed to do for the Lord and his army. But in the middle of that process, he lays his eyes on a Babylonian garment. And the garment looks good. And the garment looks favorable. And the garment looks nice. And the garment looks warm. And the garment looks like it looked great on the wall of his tent. And the garment looks like something he'd always wished he had. A garment looks like something he can't afford. But that garment, he don't have to buy it. Somebody else bought it. And it's right there in his eye. It looks good and he has to have it. There's nothing wrong with seeing stuff that looks good and it looking good to you. There's something wrong when everything you see that looks good you got to have. So you can't rejoice in people's blessings. Because you're too upset they're not yours. Come on, don't get quiet on me. I'll illustrate the point. You don't like somebody else singing because you can't sing like that. I can't reach them notes. Thank God you're in the presence of somebody that can reach them. You got a new car. I'm still driving an old car. I don't even have a car. They're giving to you. They didn't give for me. They took an offering for you. They didn't take an offering for me. You ought to rejoice in somebody else's blessings. Don't get quiet on me. Some of you non-married people can't get excited when somebody else gets married. What a shame. Your lack of excitement is an indication of your insecurity. Amen. Any child of God whose success you can't celebrate is an indication that you're wallowing around in such muck and mire. You're upset when somebody deserts you and leaves you there by yourself. So you want to bring them down to be company to you in your misery. Instead of wanting someone to join you in your misery, try to find an exit strategy. Timothy, don't get in that. T Timothy, Timothy, you're a man of God. Thou man of God. Flee these things. Don't be hungry for stuff. Nothing wrong with having nice stuff. Quit lying. I'll tell, tell you one thing. I don't like nice stuff. I can't stand it. I just see it. It's a, you're lying. Nobody has to do anything for me. I don't care if anybody does anything for me. I don't need nothing. You're lying. 
Everybody wants to receive, but the scripture says as good as it is to receive, it's more blessed to give than to receive. The love of money. There's a carnal obsession, and it's, it brings us to a corrupt objective. The love of money is the root. It's the root what, of all evil. See, loving it is a, has an objective of evil. It's, it's going somewhere. Hence, these vices that exist in our world. I talked last week about, uh, about pornography, and I talked about prostitution, and I talked about drugs, and alcohol, and immorality, and how many people have been engaged in this nonsense in their pursuit of money. How to go for Aiken, took the garment, got caught. Caused the nation of Israel to lose the battle. They found out who he was, and he, his wife, and all his family were stoned to death. The coveting operation. It's a materialistic group, see? Which while some have coveted after. Hmm. Coveted. Jealousy, huh? Jealousy, huh? I'm, I'm not, you're not doing me the way you do other people. Envy and covetousness, I want exactly what you have. Hmm. Love of money. You know what it'll do? It'll get you doing anything and everything to get it. Do, do you cheat? Do you cheat? You cheat on your taxes? Don't say amen. Some Christian people can't afford to tithe because they play too much lotto. Love of money. Preach, Pastor. You don't want to work to make it, so you want to bet to make it without working. And now you're struggling with a gambling addiction that you keep dismissing as just a hobby. Yeah. The next thing you know, that hobby got you selling your wife's wedding ring. Is that a hobby? If it is, I wouldn't tell nobody. Huh. The love of money. Doing anything you can to get it. Taking from people. I've known Christian people that had sticky fingers. Years ago, we had somebody steal some food out the freezer at the church and, and put, put, took, took the stuff anonymous and misspelled anonymous. bad enough to steal, it's worse to be dumb to. <laughs> be careful parents, you, be careful children, you may be developing an, a habit of thievery that you dismiss as just something you borrowed that you never intended to pay back. Well, I just took it out of your purse because I needed some money, I'm stealing. I figured you didn't need it. That's not for you to decide. Amen. Even in the church, you can be a thief. If it ain't yours, you don't take it. Well, I went down to, and I'm like, oh, Aiken is a shame. He passed the Babylonian scum. Well, you may not take a Babylonian scum, but you might take a bag of chips. <laughs> that was meant for children's church. Huh? Preach, pastor. Some snacks that weren't yours. 
something in the kitchen that wasn't yours. Years ago, we learned if you didn't want something stolen, don't just put a name on it. Don't put belong to somebody. Don't put pastor. Don't put staff. Don't put do not tell. You don't want something stolen, put Jeanette Ball. Don't nobody mess with <laughs> Grandma, you say, if they, if they lie to you, they'll steal from you. You, you, can't, you can't handle money without wanting it. That's just Judas. He was the treasurer. So every time something that was done involved money, she breaks an alabaster box on Jesus and pours it on his feet. And Judas says, we could have we sold that and given money to the poor. He didn't want to give money to the poor. We could have sold it and put it in the bag that I handle. I'm going to have coveted after. Materialistic root. I'm finishing here. Which leads to a misguided result. While some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith. The connotation here is that they've been led from the faith. Let me, let me break it down to you more simply. While they chased money, they left God. What is the antithesis of taking? Giving. If, if you find yourself greedy, you know how you deprogram greed? Generosity. You know, it's a shame you have to conceal your blessings around some people. Because you know if you reveal your blessing to them, they're going to want some of it. You know, you know, Christian folk will ask, will try to open the package before you do to have some. Don't you think the person who it was given to ought to get the first taste? They've heard from the faith. They wanted so much, they left the faith. I'm not, I'm not, not just left church, they left the work of God. They, they left to serve it. And it doesn't mean they were rich. It could have been just they wanted a promotion. They wanted a thing. They, they wanted that new car, so they started taking hours on Sundays. They wanted a bigger house, so they worked so much. And now they got a house and no wife to live in the house with them because they took away from her to chase it. Hmm. The love of money. They've been led away. Their spiritual senses are dull. The, the, their ability to discern right or wrong is desensitized. Their conscience becomes seared. And now all they see is stuff. And Lot looked towards Sodom and saw the fields were well watered. You ever heard of Abraham? I mean, if you, you know, when you read your Bible, you've heard of Abraham. Well, Abraham's nephew, Lot's living with him. I mean, how close are you to the blessings of God when you live with Abraham? Just, just, just in case you didn't know, this is what God said to Uncle Abraham. I will bless you and multiply your seed as the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky. And in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. If my uncle got that word from God, I'd stay as close to him as I could. Uncle, do you need somebody to carry your golf clubs? 
junk? Do you need somebody to fix you a plate? Do you need somebody to drive you around? If God's pouring down blessings on you, I want to be in proximity. But the love of money, Lot looked over there and said, what? The grass that's in Sodom is green. It's well watered. They've got an underground sprinkler system in Sodom. Have you ever looked over at the other side, the grass is green on the other side, and thought, boy, if I got over there, it'd be a whole lot easier. I tell you all the time, even if the grass is green on the other side, you still got to mow it. And if you don't use a lawnmower, it don't do you no good on either side. And I don't don't have time to look at the story of Lot, but you know the story. He pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the next time the angels are entering in Sodom, Lot's not towards Sodom, he's in Sodom. He's sitting at the gate of Sodom. He pitched towards Sodom. He slowly moved into Sodom. He stayed in Sodom long enough. Now he is working as a paid employee of Sodom. Money will have you look in the wrong direction. It'll have you moving towards it. Next thing you know, you're up in it, and now you're working for it. Lot, God is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Here come the angels. Now, Lot moved to Sodom chasing money. Here come the angels. And the angels go inside the house of Lot. And the wicked people of Sodom, the men of Sodom, see two men they ain't seen before. Come on, y'all. I'm preaching now. Let's play. I'm talking about the Bible. Fresh meat. Two guys they hadn't seen before come in town. They look pretty good. Of course they do. They've been deputized by God. But they're not coming there for what you want. And the men of Sodom are begging Lot to send the angels out so they can know them. Like Adam knew his wife and had Cain. In case you don't know what I'm talking about. In case you don't know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you what love of money does. Takes a man, moves him to a city where it's so wicked that those vile, vile, unnaturally affectionate men wanted to sleep with men and Lot to get those men away from his house said instead, you can't have them take my daughters. The love of money is the root of all evil. He's moved from right next to the blessings of God on his uncle Abraham to a town that's so wicked he's prostituting his girls. And they, and they take the girls on their that This is the love of money, root of all evil. Covenant after air from the faith. Boy, if you've been with Abraham, you've been listening to God talk. Now you're in Sodom and Gomorrah listening to those guys talk. By the way, we don't, we don't, we don't hate the sinner. We hate the sin. We don't mistreat anybody. But we don't condone sin. You ain't never going to help nobody by telling them their sin is okay. Get out of here. Get out of here. God's going to destroy. He goes to his son, sons-in-law. Get out of here. God's going to destroy to his sons-in-law. Get out of here. God said he's going to destroy. The Bible said he seemed as one that mocketh. <laughs> Come on, man. You trying to tell me what God's going to do. We've been partying with you all week long. Surely God didn't talk to you. He didn't say that, but it's implied. Nobody listens to you if you're not different. So all them friends you run with on Fridays and Saturday nights because it's cool to do, see how many of them will follow you here on Sunday if you act a fool with them the day before. 
To all you Christians that are different here than you are on social media and you wonder why won't nobody come to church with you and if they did, they'd be blown that you're here. Because your Facebook address, your Instagram account, your Twitter account, your TikTok videos have an address in hell and you come up here and say you're from heaven. I'm not on those, I'm not on social media, but I have spies. And you're never going to know what I know, but you're going to leave this service wondering. And you don't have to be worried about what the pastor find out if you just do right. They don't want to listen. Sons-in-law won't even leave. He finally gets his wife and daughters to leave. And his wife is so hooked on the city. The angel said, don't turn back. She turns back and turns into a pillar of salt. She never made it out. His daughters got out, but they were messed up. Matter of fact, because they got out and didn't bring their husbands with them, their thought of reproducing seed in their minds was ended. How are we going to have children if our husbands got destroyed in Sodom? We got to have children. We got to keep our seed going on. The love of money is the root of all evil. So how do we keep the seed in our family going on? Let's make our daddy drunk and lay with him. And you go figure that out. They had kids with their own daddy. So now they don't know whether to call him daddy or papa. Come on. She doesn't know whether to call him daddy or baby daddy. This is what the love of money goes. See, 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 everybody wants to be happy. Lot got out of Sodom. Yeah, but Sodom never got out of Lot. Where did it start? The love of money. How bad do you have to have it? Flee these things. Avoid the love of money like it's a plague. Some of you cannot remember one time in 2022 where you went out with someone you even started to reach for the check. You're cheap and trifling. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And stop saying I ain't going to reach because the person I went out with makes more than I do. You don't give to people who have less than you. You give not because they need it. You give because you need God's blessings. You charge people gas money, but you never offer any. You're designated to collect, but you don't put in. You're not wealthy, but you're in love with money. And it's only a matter of time before your covetousness for it will cause you to be led away from the faith. Hey, son, flee these things. You can't fight the good fight when you are drowning in infatuation with money. Where them dollars at? Everybody's looking for them. Looking for them. God help us. Nothing wrong with having it. Just make sure it doesn't have you. Our Father help us.
work in us and through us. For your glory and for our good. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. How many of you say, Pastor, I know I'm saved. I know I, I know that 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 I'm going to heaven. I have Bible reasons to prove it. If you know that, would you raise your hand? God bless you for being honest. How many say, Pastor, God is convicting me in the message today to make sure that I'm not distracted from the good fight because I'm I'm in some other ones. I've, I've got to make a point to purposely flee certain vices. I'm not saying by raising my hand that I'm just, just over the top, just grabbing and taking on. But God has convicted me to be to not to not be so intent on things that I miss the joy of what He talked about earlier in chapter six. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Pray for me, Pastor, that I'll not get distracted by the wrong vices and err from the faith. If that's you, would you put your hand up all over? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Help him. He's looking, he's looking for his daddy. He's getting baptized. He's looking for him. He'll help you. He'll take you to where you got to go. Pray that God work in our hearts. Last question. Pastor, I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I don't want to go to hell. Please pray for me. Anybody like that? I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I do not want to go to hell. Please pray for me. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Let me pray for you. Anybody like that? Folks, we're living in a materialistic world. They're trying to take even that which is sacred and make it a money maker. Let's leave our hands off of sacred stuff and let it be where it belongs. God help us. Our Father, move in our hearts and do what only you can. We, we want to combat these issues. And we want to follow Paul's instructions to Timothy. Get away from them. Flee them. We want to run from anything that will distract us from, from you. Help us. We love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All God's children said.